0: The Word is for everyone. It's alive and active, filled with wisdom, truth, and hope. Understanding and interpreting its pages can seem overwhelming, but this podcast is here to help. This is Unschooled and Ordinary.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Unschooled and Ordinary Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler. I'm here with Ben and Brandy, and Angie's out today.
0: That's mm, so sad in Minus here. one.
1: Minus <laughs> one. So we're going to be in a scripture today, Deuteronomy chapter 31, and in there, there is a command from the Lord that says, do not be discouraged and do not be afraid. Mm. So we figured this would be a great time to talk about what terrifies us? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like so much fun.
1: So uh, irrational fears. <laughs> Should we talk about those? I feel like those are funny.
0: Yeah. So what makes something irrational? That's it's because it's ridiculous, right? Like a fear would be I'm afraid of dying. I mean, we're all going to die one day. So that's a rational fear.
1: Yeah. Like being afraid of clowns.
0: Yeah. That's irrational. 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 Right. Okay. Okay. Well, I can remember, and I still feel this way sometimes being afraid of the dark. That's the first one I can remember. And something about being in a really dark space, I still feel like someone's watching me even to this day. <laughs> mm.
1: there, there's a couple churches that I know of.
0: Now, mm. churches in the dark? Is a different level. It shouldn't be
1: that way. It should be comforting.
0: It's not. <laughs> it's really not.
2: Mine, the first thing that came to my mind was um anything I saw on Rescue 911 <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> watching that show, Rescue 911.
0: But are those irrational if you're watching something that really happened?
2: I guess not, because all of it was real. And uh <laughs> It wasn't, yeah. Hmm. But that's yeah. where my mind went to.
0: I think Unsolved Mysteries didn't help me with my fear of the dark, you know.
2: That one got me, too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Tyler, what about your childhood screwed you up? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it all starts with my sister.
0: Oh, okay. Sorry, <laughs> actually, I opened that up in a actually, wrong way. Actually, <laughs> when we asked the question,
1: I thought about several things that my sister did to terrify me. <laughs> But we'll just do one. So uh, my favorite show growing up was The Rugrats. I love watching that show. And in one of the episodes, they ate watermelons and accidentally ate the watermelon seed. Mm. Mm. So I was terrified that if anybody in my family ate the seeds, watermelons would grow in their stomach and they would die. And so every time... We had a watermelon present. My sister's over there just chomping on the seeds because she's sweating. And I'm
0: like, ah, kill,
2: don't do it. Look, I will will never forget as a child, um, one summer day, my cousin had had his appendix out and he had like the appendix scar. And I remember seeing it and saying, what happened there? And he said he swallowed a watermelon seed. See? And that's where they had to cut the watermelon Why out.
0: Why is this a thing? Because, yeah, I remember being terrified of that, too. Mm-hmm. I thought I was the only one. And something about swallowing your gum, I can't remember what it was that you were telling Oh, it's tell
1: still me. there. Yeah. It'd yeah. be there for seven years. You'll never digest it. <laughs> seven years.
0: Yeah.
1: We should be more terrified that we're chewing sugar.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, this is fascinating, guys. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Just read a book on diabetes that should be our rational fear. We can sugar. tell.
0: So, <laughs> he won't stay on that soapbox today, though. So, yeah, not at all. Tune could in another night. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we could do like a two hour forum.
0: Ugh, count me out. Okay. I'm going to eat my sugar. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> do not be afraid. Do not That's be right. afraid. All
1: right. Deuteronomy chapter 31. We're going to be reading the first eight verses of this. And uh, just to give you kind of big picture Moses has been leading the people of Israel to the promised land but Moses is up in age and he himself is not going to make it to the promised land so he's getting ready to pass the pass pass the mantle so to speak to Joshua and that's where we pick up with all of this
0: it says so Moses continued to speak these words to all Israel And he said to them, I am 120 years old today. I am no longer able to go out and come in. The Lord has said to me, you shall not go over this Jordan. The Lord your God himself will go over before you. He will destroy these nations before you so that you shall dispossess them. And Joshua will go over at your head as the Lord has spoken. And the Lord will do to them as he did to Shion and Og, the kings of the Amorites, and to their land when he destroyed them. And the Lord will give them over to you, and you shall do to them according to the whole commandment that I have commanded you. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and courageous, for you shall go with this people into the land that the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall put them in possession of it. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed.
1: Hey, that's such a beautiful promise that no matter what, the Lord is going to be with you. So do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And um, as, as we heard Jeff preach on this, you know, we... We have been in the season of our church where we've had the same senior pastor for a very long time, Mm -hmm. and here we are getting ready to pass the torch, so to speak, and there can be a lot of fear with that, but one of the things that I love about Jeff is that he has been so humble in this process to see, hey, my time's about up, and I want to to make sure to leave our church in a good spot, and so just shout out to him for the humility Mm -hmm. that he's had with that. But in saying all that, with a transition as big as this is, there can be a lot of fear in our hearts and just uncertainty, like what's going to happen and, and how are we going to make it through all of this? And so for me, this has been a great passage, not to compare Jeff to Moses and us to the Israelites, because a lot of different things happen there, but there's still a promise to hold on to that God is going to take care of his people as we pursue him and as we try to be faithful to the call that he has on our lives.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we started the conversation having fun around irrational fears, mm-hmm. right? But like, so Tyler, um, as you kind of intro that and how you've personally applied this passage, man, when you come across something that does make you afraid, or fear does well swell up within you, man, like, what's that look like? What's how do you how do you pray through that? How does what's practically, man, how you navigate that?
1: Yeah, so uh just personally, um, without going into all the details, I had an opportunity to buy a little business this past year and um very excited about it, but then getting into the reality of it, very nerve wracking and uh for probably three months straight, just quoting some of Jesus' words from the Sermon on the Mount where he he makes the statement, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink. Don't worry about your clothes. And he goes through all of this and and he goes on to say, look at the birds of the air. They don't sow, they don't reap, and yet their heavenly father feeds them. And he asks the question, are you not more important than the birds? And so for me, for the past three months, I've just been walking around with my head in the sky, looking at the birds <laughs> saying, he loves me more than the birds.
0: <laughs> I love that, though. <laughs> but,
1: but it's just been a, a reminder. I've had to... Cling to the promise of yeah, Scripture. Yeah, actively remind myself of mm-hmm. the truth of God's Word.
0: Yeah. I would say the exact same thing is true for me. And, you know, that's that specific passage got me through all of college. Like, everything about leaving home and family, and I knew no one here, that passage was such an anchor for me through all of that fear of change and the unknown. And then as I've gotten older, it's shifted over to Philippians four, eight, but just constantly reminding myself like, Hey, do not be anxious. Hmm. Think about the things that are true. Think about the things that are true. And I just, that is how I pray through fear. I have to go back to the promises of what God has said.
2: Yeah. You know, for me, um, fear has been something that I can look back to and, recognizes something I've always dealt with mm-hmm. um I can remember as a little as a as a young kid like elementary school age sun so, it was Palm Sunday we had tornadoes buzzing around everywhere they shut church down like early in the middle of it so first thing as a kid is you're like what they just canceled church something must be bad wrong you know like they're sending us home
1: you don't cancel church
2: (laughs) but then like for the next couple of years or or few years as a kid like man anytime a storm cloud would roll up just fear would get me okay so i but i outgrew it and and moved on from it but what i began to learn as i became an adult was that um that fear piece never really went away that like the enemy used that as kind of something that was always attacked in me, that there's always a, a struggle of this related to fear. And I think, I think it's Levi Lusco that says in one of his books that new levels, new devils. Mm. And so like, I'm not afraid of a thunderstorm anymore, but there's still a lot of deep rooted underlying fears that are constantly having to be um, dealt with, you know? And so I think for me, one of the, an impactful thing with has been recognizing it and being aware of it that, Hey, there's some fear down up up in there um, to begin to cling to those promises of scripture, to attach them to each other. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's been kind of part of my journey.
1: Yeah. And it's good for us to recognize our fear, our our fears. I think a lot of times we're running from them, trying to avoid them, Mm. which means they're just going to be on repeat in our mind until Mm -hmm. we do something with it. Yeah, And, Anytime our fear is strong, it's a good indicator that that's the area of our life where our faith is weak. Mm. And it's like the old hymn says, take everything to God in prayer. So Mm. take that fear to Him. Cast your fears upon the Lord, for He cares for you. And that, I think just for all of us, that's a, that's a pretty good reminder or an indicator. Hey, We should probably be praying about this and seeking the Lord's advice and direction for our lives in this area.
0: That's something I wish I had been taught so much earlier in life. But with that in mind, it just makes me think about my little girl, Sophia, she's nine years old and... Ben, she's specifically very afraid of storms too Mm -hmm. and i don't know why because as far as i can remember there was never like a bad experience that she had with storms but so that's probably going to be her answer to what was your first irrational fear one day is storms Mm -hmm. um even though there's some rational fear in there i guess but anyway uh try to have the conversation with her every single time this comes up of, hey, tonight, because it's specifically while I'm sleeping, is there going to be thunder? Is it going to be bad? What's going to happen? And just trying to reiterate and have the conversation with her every time of, hey, when you wake up afraid tonight, what do you need to do? And she's like, oh, no, I need to pray to God. I'm like, that's right, though. You need to pray and ask God to remind you that he is with you. He's got everything under control and you are going to be okay. Okay. And, uh, she woke up, you know, there were bad storms a few nights ago and she woke up the next morning. And I said, did you wake up afraid? She said, I did, but I just turned over and I snuggled my pillow and I prayed and I asked God <laughs> and I went back to sleep. And I was like, see, like the childlike faith and just being able to pray and let it go. Mm, it was good. a good reminder for me.
2: That's really good. Uh,
1: later on in the, uh passage following this, we see where Moses has a command basically writing it into law that uh, going forward that every seven years they are to come together, all the Israelites are to come together and read the law, which that's either the book of Deuteronomy or that is the first five books of the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Not sure which, but the principle there is in his absence, as he has been such a strong leader for years, he he wants to make sure that the people are actively reminding themselves of the truth of God's word. Mm-hmm. So every seven years, they're going to come together and have a public reading of the scripture to be reminded that God can be trusted.
2: Mm-hmm. Man, it makes me just kind of think about how cool 21 Days of Prayer is, right, mm-hmm. and the when We pause and leverage twenty-one days of prayer. Um, that's one of the reasons, to, right, to be reminded of His faithfulness, to be reminded um, of how much He loves us and cares for us, and has got us, mm-hmm. right. And so, man, it's just a it's such an important time and a great way to a great way to start a new calendar year.
1: For sure, it's a great reminder and a great promise to cling to. So guys, we hope that uh, you've enjoyed the conversation today as we continue to journey through 21 days of prayer. We hope that uh, this conversation helps you. We hope it helps promote fruitful discussion in house church this week. And um, just remember, God does not call everyone who's educated and got everything together. This is the Unschooled and Ordinary Podcast. You don't have to go to seminary to make an impact in the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. You have a calling on your life, and God has um, he, he's placed you where you are for a reason. So please don't feel inadequate or less than you are gifted, you are you are called, and God is going to use you.
2: Ben, you got a final word for us? Yeah, since you brought that up and we're reading this passage about not being afraid and not being discouraged. Um, Acts chapter 4, I love. It says, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized they were unschooled or ordinary men. it was their, It was the courage that they displayed that people saw from them that got their attention. But it wasn't the pull-themselves-up-by-their-bootstraps kind of courage, because you go back a few verses, and it says, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. just before that. So it was through the whole, the power of the Holy Spirit that they displayed the courage that astonished everyone. So I just thought it was a neat connection.
1: There you go. So do not be afraid and discouraged. That's right. Rather, you are filled with the Holy Spirit. So have courage and know that the Lord is with you. We love you guys. We'll catch you next time. Peace.
0: Unschooled and Ordinary is an original podcast from Venture Church. While this podcast is great for individual study, the word really comes alive when we talk about it and apply it to our lives in house church. House churches are small groups of believers gathered in homes for a meal, scripture study, discipleship, and prayer in a trusted community of faith. They meet on Wednesday nights at 6.30 p.m. in homes throughout South Mississippi, and you can join any To find a house church near you, visit venturechurch.org slash housechurch.